and thank you for joining us this week with the collective fam try going johnny all right yeah it's all right isn't it it's a lovely day i ask you this every week even though i saw you like five minutes ago in the living room legit about five minutes ago but it's probably the hottest day it's been yet so far this year it is it is quite warm Mm, 22 degrees i mean the australian in me is going oh it's still winter at 22 degrees yeah shut up you can't handle the sun mrs sunburnt yeah for people who haven't seen me recently because i got back just before lockdown started yeah uh, i may have got super sunburnt while i was in melbourne and then i got a little bit more sunburnt when i was in sydney and this was in february and i still have a very pale watch tan line on my wrist it brings me much amusement especially because you burn probably worse than I do and I'm the ginger. Yeah, well you see I haven't had proper sun in quite some time and then I went to St Kilda and walked down the beach for a while and got very sunburnt and then yeah in Sydney I was staying in Manly so I had to get the ferry into Sydney and I also got went to Taronga Zoo so I got like a tourist pack thing and you can go on like ferry tours around the harbour but it was february in sydney so it was quite warm so yeah super burnt and my friends made fun of me shall we talk about the news let's talk about the news it's not very it's not very happy news this week we're really sorry but there wasn't much else to say other than this is what is being streamed on national theater this week so we have slightly sad news this week it is sad news well yes but yes, but it's what it's important news because it's highlighting the issue that everyone's going to be having in our industry. This is true. So I'm sure plenty of our listeners already know this because we all work in the same industry. But Nuffield Southampton Theatres has gone into administration due to the financial impact of coronavirus. Obviously, they've had to cancel all performances for the foreseeable future. I'm hoping that a lot of the ticket holders haven't had refunds, but it's just the uncertain future of the industry that is that's gonna. This probably happened to quite a few theatres. Hopefully, the theatres are charities and rely on us going to see shows. Yep, they do. Which is why sometimes theatre ticket prices are ridiculously extortionate, because not only do you have to pay the cast, the crew, but you know rent higher. Um, if you've got to bring certain lighting, costume, the set, licensing. There is a lot that yeah. goes into a show. Mm-hmm. I know. And even like Rufus Norris has been saying that with the National, that he, as a company, they've got reserves, which is only going to keep them going for a few months. And once that runs out, they're going to need the government to be giving them some extra furlough stuff. Otherwise, it's just, it's not going to be able, they're not going to be able to maintain it. until um, they're allowed audiences back in because theatres are large gathering places yeah like you said they rely on audiences to come in and pay for tickets and even like things like paying for drinks at the bar keeps the theatres afloat so without that uh, well no one really knows what is going to happen but um, it could cause other theatres to shut hopefully not permanently but until people can get the money back that it's difficult to open a theatre up anyway unless you've got a good source of money behind you without that money who knows 
and it's not just the theatres themselves that this is going to be affecting. You've also got a lot of touring companies that would be expecting to take their rescheduled or upcoming shows to some of these venues. So a lot of these producing companies will also lose out on revenue if these shows don't go ahead, which in turn means future shows may not be able to happen because shows take lots of money. Yep. It's a scary time. The thing is, though, I'm optimistic that even if, you know, some theatres do have to shut, I'm hoping, I mean, the government are in talks about emergency arts funding and stuff for theatres anyway. So I'm just hoping that, you know, enough theatres will stay open, that people can go on creating things and we can go on seeing shows. I know I've heard people, you know, like owners of West End theatres as well, talk about how, you know, socially distancing seatings are doing, you know, only selling tickets for every other seat in a row um it's just not financially viable because they rely on ticket sales and you know selling out most nights or at least you know having at least what um about 75 percent capacity in order like we were talking about earlier it's not just to cover the cost but it's also to make a profit and then you can put on bigger and better shows each time if you've got more profits you can spend more money so the budget for things is going to be a lot less which you know might be a good thing as well because it might mean people have to get even more creative again and means that potentially smaller scale productions will be put on in larger venues but i mean who knows who knows but we love you theatres keep going let's hope the government will aid you soon all right should we talk about something a little bit more fun and should we get to the episode yes let's get to the wonderful episode And we're now very excited to introduce the show, Julie Lockie. Hi, Jules. Hello. Good, good, good. start. <laughs> <laughs> I got all nervous. I was like, hello. This is proper. What do I say now? <laughs> very nice to meet you. Doing this curtsy. <laughs> what? What do you want? There we go. Interrupting my very busy day of nothing. Okay. <laughs> So how are you, Jules? I'm all right, Flower. Yeah, I was dead. I started off in the apocalypse being dead positive. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. It's not the war. We just got to stay inside. It's all right. And then, and I'm going to be dead creative. I'm going to do all these things. And then I didn't do any of the things. And then I hit a wall about, it was probably two weeks ago. And then I got really sad and was like crying a lot. And I'm not a crier. And it, see, it got dark. I told you it'd get dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, one minute <laughs> um but sad things happened and uh and it was my dad's 70th and i couldn't go around and you know Aww. have it large with him but um i think you just have to keep telling yourself yeah it's rubbish and be sad about the things you're sad about but also go people are just dying you know mm. and <laughs> comedy podcast people are dying <laughs> My friend in Ireland uh, got really angry because she saw um, there's some girl, teenager, wittering on about not being able to go to drama school or something. You know, like she had to defer for a year. Um, and she was just getting really angry with her. She, and she just went, people are dying, Minerva. <laughs> and I went, and she called Minerva. She went, no, but I just thought that was an appropriate name. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so now if anybody whinges, we just go, oh, God, people are dying, Minerva. <laughs> Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's my new catchphrase. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely brilliant. Because that's uh, credited to Angel Hannigan in Donegal. Thank you very much. Oh. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I went through a dark patch. and uh, But now I'm going, no, it's okay. 
swings and roundabouts it's all that business you know you've you've just got to feel sad about the things you feel sad about and then realize that it could be a hell of a lot worse exactly amen to that yeah and also i am enjoying your cat school you've been doing thank you very much it's really creative (laughs) highly entertaining (laughs) well people are like why aren't why haven't you put any more homeschooling for cats out on my twitter and uh, facebook there guys uh and i was like i think the joke might be over <laughs> you've got to, you know faulty towers it you've got to know when to stop because all my friends have got children and they were all whinging about homeschooling and i'm i'm looking at the cat going do something uh, <laughs> and quite rightly he flipped me the middle claw and that was that um so yeah homeschooling for cats it was largely real he has got a Spanish friend called Manolo. Um, he is bullied by the Bengal bitch, oh, who made gosh. an appearance yesterday. <gasps> mm. How dare! Oh, it's a horror. I love all animals, and it really upsets me to hate something so much. But it is—he's such a horrible cat, and like he attacks humans. It's just horrible. It's just unstable he's a sociopath cat (laughs) (laughs) i don't like him and he probably voted tory and it just annoys me um and tig is very very delicate and scared of everything and tiny and and he every now and then he'll name a butterfly but that's about as far as he goes (laughs) oh butterfly as well like oh not not even like just a fly a butterfly a butterfly, which is really heartbreaking because they're so beautiful and rare and stuff. But I, I don't, I don't know. I think he might be some like, you know, the spirit of some Machiavellian fashion designer or something. <laughs> it's so beautiful, I can't stand it. And then he kills it. <laughs> that kind of Tigger's German in my head, mildly German. That's also I need to it's something that people probably already do this anyway. But me and my friends do this. Anything innuendo-y, the first one to go, huh, name of your sex tape gets like 10 points on the group chat but we can make anything sound like name of your sex tape although sometimes some things sound like name of your difficult second album and you have to distinguish between the two oh nice yeah yeah Yeah, that's a such a fun game that was it really is that's such a fun game well done jenny yeah i think jenny we should stop doing star of the day because we gave up a week ago um, and started doing talent of your sex tape instead yes yeah, name your sex tape. There mm. you go. You can have that. Especially because Star uh, of the Day started turning into, oh, I cooked dinner tonight. Okay, you get Star of the Day. <laughs> but that's so sweet. But um, there was only two contenders, so your odds were pretty good. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, there's four different people on Star of the Day. There is. Oh. Um, well, my mum was winning quite a lot, and that upset me. Oh. <laughs> the worst one was when her bread maker won. You told me to put it on. Oh, no, that's a low point. That was a that was a down day. <laughs> not, not much happened that day. <laughs> but also, I I did keep giving Kathy star of the day for making fun of Jenny. Excellent, <laughs> deserved. <laughs> so that's also why Jenny stopped letting me play star of the day because yeah. it was just Kathy making fun of her. It was just bullying <laughs> by that point. Aww. and Leah made it on at some point. I don't remember why, but Leah's on there. I don't remember why. Sorry, Leah, but... <laughs> Whatever it was, was worth it, but we don't remember what it was. No. I think it's quite nice. I think you can still have name of your sex tape and star of the day. That's true. I probably wouldn't start saying name of your sex tape to your mum. 
I mean, I would because she's I mean, <laughs> worse than I am. Doesn't Kathy listen to this occasionally, Jenny? So. Oh, yeah, but it's all right. Occasionally, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, occasionally. When she's got time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I did my research and listened to your podcast last night. Oh, binged so them. That, that explains our increase in uh, listeners. Thank you. And there you go. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, and something that I, I garnered from it was that you're doing yoga with Adrienne. I am. I am indeed. I've heard about this woman. Tell me. Is it good? It is good. I'm on. Um, so I've done one 30 days of yoga with her. I'm now on my second 30 days of yoga with her. Oh. I know. And what is the most important thing about the second 30 days, Jenny? Her dog Benji is involved. Oh, and oh! It's... You have to get to the first thirty days before you get to the dog. Mm, clever. Well, well, there's different thirty days ones, and I did just the first one that came up, and then there was oh. uh, I found more, and there was one. This one's called Home. With the um the yoga, did did you see a change? Did you feel like you looked like Scarlett Johansson after thirty days? I do. That's Good. all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> My friend did say she saw a difference after thirty days, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, you can feel it actually. Yeah. You can feel it more, I think, than see it for Yo, me. Feel it. Feel it, smell yes, it. Yeah. Like like nah. <laughs> <laughs> see how it works? It can also be, you know, their second bad album. <laughs> feel it, smell it. Feel it, yeah. Shmeel it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we've also been doing um, some workout videos with this, this horrendous woman um, who's probably really nice. She's not nice. And. Um, <laughs> Makes Who me... is she? Name and shame. What's she called? Pamela Ring? I feel like you to say this is a horrible person, Jenny. It's just that you don't like doing ab workouts. No, I don't like doing ab workouts. But I'm determined to have a six-pack by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when she goes, okay, you're going to do some, fl- what is it, flutter scissor kicks. And then she's like, okay. Oh, and you then really hate that. those. I hate oh. it. Why? Why do I need to waft my legs up and down? Like, <laughs> no, my second tape. Um... <laughs> There are a lot of answers to that, Jenny, uh, none of which I feel I should share right now. Come on, share, go on, share a few. Just, just one, just one little one. I, I feel like this episode should be like the uh, after hours version. Uh, yeah. And you need to prove that you're overrated to be allowed to listen to it. I did warn you about this. I listened to Ian Hales and to Joe thinking, well, they'll be smutty. And I was like, oh, they're not too smutty. Oh, God. Oh no! We did put a lot of well, I, I think mean, we really put a lot of that. Out. <laughs> I think Ian wasn't too bad. There was, I mean, we talked to Joe for two hours. There was a lot of very unusable content. Wow! Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Oh, bless. So, um, how are how are you two doing away from the maze? Are we allowed to talk about the maze? We can do. We don't really talk yes. much about it. <laughs> it does feel weird because I wasn't there very long at all. But I just I loved all the people there so much. Like everybody's just so lovely and funny. So are you are you two living together at in Salford or are you at Jenny's mum's? Uh, we're in we're in Salford. Ah. We are indeed. I thought you were with your mum. No, I was. I thought you were with Caitlin. Yeah, no, I was with my mum the week just before lockdown. Yeah, two, when did, yeah, the week before lockdown because we were meant to go away to Lanzarote. But when we got mm. to the airport, um, it was like a Saturday morning, and they uh, Spain went into lockdown, so they cancelled oh, all the flights. God, mm. did you get your money back? 
Yes. Oh, jet, two, jet two are really good, actually, to be fair. Good. Shout out to Jet two. Yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so then... Um, so you're in Salford now? Yeah, because, well, I had... Because also, I took... Um, I obviously packed for a holiday and went home and then ended up working for my mum that whole week instead of being on mm-hmm. holiday. And I had a limited amount of clothes with me. And most of it was yeah. shorts. And... <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, this is not good weather, <laughs> appropriate clothing. Um, and then I realised I've got so much back in the flat in terms of like my laptop and everything. Mm. I was like, I'll actually be more productive if I go back. And I've got more yeah. room. So. so how is it in Salford? Because isn't that like the worst hit place now or something like yeah, that? Yeah, probably. It would surprise me. <laughs> I mean, it's I heard that... where we are. Oh, good. Yeah. It, well, it, yeah. Like we we get to see people walk past um, our window every day, so we can gauge and how busy we judge it. them. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I, my favorite thing is going. You're not from the same family household, are you? No, you four lads. <laughs> oh, don't. Uh, so, Jules, couch to five k. Well, yeah, couch to five k. It's funny you should bring that up. Uh, <laughs> I've started doing it, girls. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> It's really good. It's really good for you, isn't it, Jules? No, it's not good for you. It's horrendous. It's vile. I hate it. Uh, and it's not ever embarrassing at all. Um, but I was jogging in the park and I went past some youths. Ooh. Yes. And they were on the skating board thing. <laughs> I'm 93. <Wow. laughs> just walking past going you're not from the same household and i did what any good british person would do and i glared (laughs) i glared and i did a mild shake of the head and they looked back i thought don't you look back at me so i continued to glare and then jogged very slowly past them (laughs) and had to go and sit down because i was knackered (laughs) so yeah i'm on week three now of me couch to 5k do you run every day um, then no, you sort of you do three times a week, Oof. and you have to have rest days. But it's pretty easy at the beginning because you only run, say run, you jog for like ninety seconds or something, and then walk for two minutes. So I'm going, oh, this isn't too bad. But <laughs> so I did this years ago. I decided I was going to run. You know the breast cancer run, the three k thing. Yeah, that one. I did that, and I was going to the gym at the time, and I was on the cross trainer and all that. And my dad is super sporty played rugby he's chairman of cheshire athletics guys oh i know um a massive disappointment and uh you want to act and um he was like well you need to train and i said i don't need to train i go on the cross trainer at the gym at least twice a week and he's going no you well you need to sort of have a technique i'm like i'm only doing 3k so he took me out once and he just (laughs) stifled a laughter I went, okay, love, two things. You need to breathe because you're holding your breath when you run. And I'm like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I hold my breath. And the other thing is I put my arms really far up. And he said, yeah, only sprinters need to do that. I was like, oh, whatever, judgy. Um, and I swing. I swing my top half from side to side. I'm doing it as I'm talking to you. So my back really hurts because I'm, I'm swinging as I'm running. And I don't know why. There you go. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so that's my technique. <laughs> <laughs> so, swing, hold your breath, and get hold your arms your really high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
yeah and just Good. and glare at you wherever like, possible burns yeah. calories yeah you see the, the glaring yes yeah it really works so i i expect it's going to get a lot worse but i too am determined to get ripped or just not massive from all the cake oh cake oh don't <sighs> my lockdown has been sponsored by mr kipling <laughs> i mean there are I wrote sponsors. to them on exactly i wrote to them on twitter they they yet to respond swines uh, <laughs> mainly because right and i'm sure your listeners will feel very strongly about this too fondant fancies oh yeah what color is the best color the chocolate one. Oh my god who what? are you oh, nobody is ever here. in the history of being a human says the chocolate one what Oh God! It's the yellows. The yellows. Is no, the oh. nobody wants the pinks. No one wants the browns. Why would it's... you want the yellow? Boring. Because the yellows are the best. One. Nah. Gobsmacked. Loving. What we're going to do on Monday when uh, I release this, we will start a a poll on Twitter. Yes, please. For the best one. Yellow. And at Easter, yeah. you get a box of yellows. Yeah, I don't buy them because I'm like, it's all yellow. <gasps> And that's all I I bought six boxes. <laughs> that was my only stockpiling with, with six boxes of yellows. And then I was like, oh, bloody Easter's going to be over. Oh, what am I going to do? So I wrote to them and just said, <laughs> that's, that's all I thought. Was this that the entire, entire tweet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thinking that they might send me some yellows and they didn't. They said you browned. So, uh, Mr. Kipling, if you're anyone who's listening to this podcast which you should be because everyone should be obviously exactly. send Jules some fondant fancies but only the yellows. yellows only the yellows and, and send me I the browns I don't really care you lick them first to be perfectly honest with you <laughs> just send me the yellows it's not, oh, yeah just take out all the yellow ones send them to Jules yeah. and I'll have the pink and the brown ones that's fine well, you see me. if we can find someone who likes the pinks we could have the perfect French fancy we could group Weed. that is my poor name just so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> But you only get two yellows in a normal box. It's just like good. It's rude. No, good. I don't know anyone who likes the brown. The brown, oh, the best God. is chocolate. Why would you pick it's lemon over chocolate? Hmm. It's too lemon. I like you less. Yellow. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright. I'm like you're eating fluff fl- 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 <laughs> Yeah, I'm that. <laughs> One oh, second, sure. you'll do a vocal warm or something before we do this podcast. I know. <laughs> Every time. I know. Oh. Well, yeah. I do need yeah. my dentures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so what have you been doing other than doing dirty, dirty exercise, which we've established is vile and awful for you? It is vile. However, yoga's great because you do like a lunge and that's considered exercise. So it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Or, then, or you do corpse pose where you basically lie on the floor looking dead. And I'm like, I'm all right with that. <laughs> that's good I've never heard of those I've yeah. only ever done Pilates and, and yoga a handful of times and I do like it but I think I just go along to the classes and see everybody else far more able than I am and immediately go well I'll never get to that and just give up I've got no willpower, no patience if something doesn't work in two weeks and nothing does other than eating cake I give up <laughs> this is my problem and I think I don't know if you found this, but I think there's a uh, everybody feels like they need to be really creative because we're on lockdown. We have all this time, and I was like that at the beginning, and then I hit a wall, as we've established, and 
now I think maybe there's a lot of pressure on us to be creative. Yeah. I actually really like my my favorite thing in the world is lying on the sofa and watching telly, and I really enjoy that. And I'm just why make myself do anything else? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, I have watched so much telly. It's been amazing. Mm. What's been your favorite things? Well. I mean, they, we're not. We're not. This is not the recommendation part yet, so you can't name your okay. recommendation yet. Just so we're that's okay that now. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, a separate part of the podcast. Separate. It's a separate part. Yeah. <laughs> There's this thing about. It's really good. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's six people, right, and they're friends, and they live in New York, and they sort of live across from each other, and they go into each other's apartments. <laughs> that took me way too walk. long. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, oh, this sounds cool. So I was like, hang on, hang on. Hang Did you see any slower? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. I watch, <laughs> this is, I am a complete addict with friends to the point where I, when I wash my face and clean my teeth at night, I watch a friend's episode. Nice. It's part of my beauty routine. But I have never seen Parks and Rec the whole way through. I'd seen bits of it, but I've never really watched it properly. And I decided now was the time to watch it. And Netflix, Netflix got in touch with me and said, um, you haven't finished Friends. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you have no idea how many times I've watched that. I, I don't know how many times. I've, I just constantly, when I get to the end, I'll start watching it again. And I've watched it since it started. <laughs> it's part of me. I quote it all the time. Because everything that happens in life happens in Friends. Yeah. And that's, that's a fact. It's very true. Actual fact. Yeah, mm. my friend chopped off his the end of his finger the other day, and they took it to um, A and E, and and I was like, so it's like the the episode where Chandler chops yep. his toe off and they take a carrot, and I was, you know, they just look at me like I'm mad, but they don't care. Uh, <laughs> well, that's fine. normal for me. Yeah, if, if someone it's doesn't look normal. at me like I'm mad, then I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I will exactly. Um, so yeah, Parks and Rec. I absolutely love it. I previous to watching Parks and Rec assumed that Chris Evans Captain America was my soulmate now I think it might be Amy Poehler oh I, I love mean, that uh, woman I love that woman yeah. so much I think she's so much better than anyone <laughs> everyone yeah and I want her to be my friend have you um, seen Wine Country on Netflix I have yes oh, I've watched that film like at least 10 times I just I love it I love it yeah I just I've told Caitlin when she turns 50, we're going to the wine country. Nice. Yep. Just recreating it's, it's that. Happening. 50? That's a long time. Oh, because they're 50 in it. Okay. Yeah. She's also saying when I'm 50 because I'm older than she is. So. Yeah. Right. Anywho. So anyway, Parks and Rec. Yeah, watched mm. that. Loved it. Realised at the start, I was like, I hate Tom Haverford. He's just an Egypt. And then I realised I actually quite liked him. And that daft face that he does, I have realised I do quite a lot. <laughs> Which is quite upsetting, and I just had to embrace, embrace the Tom Haverford. Yeah. Um. Also started watching Westworld, which Ben Fenner, friend of the maze, mm. um, was always banging on about. Oh, he does bang on about things, doesn't he, Ben Fenner? Oh. <laughs> oh Pops just... up on his Spotify every now and then. Oh, I'm like, I know. Like, oh, new oh, song release. Oh, oh, look at me being creative in lockdown. All right. <laughs> oh, git. Look, what have you done? I've released a new album. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Just being fabulous in my own flat. 
so he yeah he told me about it and it was weird I started watching it and I was like oh god I can't really get into it first episode and then and then I was going oh my god this is amazing and then it got a bit weird and really hard to follow (laughs) and I'm like where's Joey and it just I found it really struggled and then I liked it again this is a great conversation and then I was like yeah it went a bit like lost for me I'm going I think you should have finished by now Oh. So I haven't started season three yet. We'll, yeah, we'll I've never watched it. I've not had the inkling to watch it. I must say, mm, it it did get interesting. It was really good for a bit. The music's brilliant, and then I was like, Meh, I don't know, mm, a bit weird. Um, I heard you talk in another episode because I did listen to them oh. about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ah, oh, yeah, love it. Yeah. I watched that at the beginning of the apocalypse. Oh, so good, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Very upset that there's not another season for us to watch. Yes. Have they already filmed season four though? We don't know. Oh. Have you watched not it all? Too much anymore? No. No. Mm. I know. It's fine. Uh, have you watched? Have you finished it? Yes, I have. Yeah. Ah, oh, that ending. I know. I felt so lost. But I literally wasn't over it for twenty four hours. I was like, I'm not over it. I'm. I'm not over that she's not with. Um. Joel. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Should we do... Well, no. Ah, spoiler fuck alert. you. Ah, fuck you. We've already told you to watch it. If you haven't by now, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> if you've not watched it, skip the next, like, five minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay. There we go. That was responsible. Yeah. Um, I'm upset she's not with the Doctor. Oh, he was I know. He was lovely. I'm upset she's not with the Doctor. Yeah. And Joel's such a weasel. Stop letting him in. Yes, oh. he's childcare. End of. He cheated on you. Oh, Off no. your pop, lad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it makes when me When she goes back to him, I'm like, no, Midge, you're no. better than this. No, he's I got just... the same body mass as you. Kick him out. <laughs> Not okay I mean, with it. Dirty, horrible I mean, little I, weasel. I feel like he's got most of his body mass on his hair, so. Yeah. But my favourite... My favourite was the Catskills bit because it was dirty dancing, wasn't it, basically? It was, it was. Yeah. That was great. I really liked that. But yeah, the ending, I was just like, no. But, and you could see it coming, couldn't you? Because I thought when she went out, I thought, why isn't he telling her not to say the thing? She's going to say that thing, isn't she? Yeah. The things being. The the bit where she teaches Susie how to swim was just the highlight of my life. (laughs) Oh, no. So good. Aww. Their relationship. Susie we... and a plunger. Yeah. <laughs> we ah. actually, um, me and Caitlin liken our relationship to those two. Oh my god, that's yeah. so that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> had a light bulb moment. Where I was like, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. People are like, how are you doing? I'm like, watch marvelous Mrs. Maze. <laughs> <laughs> this is tr- it's very true, but I do also want to wear everything that Midge wears. <gasps> oh Literally god, everything. Yeah, and when she measures her ankles, I'm just going, that's like the size of my thumb. (laughs) (laughs) I know, every time I'm like, Jesus. It's when she starts doing it again. Yeah. When when she's like, when they're like hinting she'll get back together with Joel, and she starts, I'm like, no, no, I'm like, you put that tape measure down, Midge. So upsetting, isn't it? You go to that club and you perform. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You get up there and talk about how shit your marriage and your life is. Oh, Midge. Oh, I, I also it. want to be called Midge. I know. I like the mum and dad as well. This oh. is a, yeah, people should really watch it. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah. So uh, other than making a podcast, well done, girls. Um, <laughs> are you doing anything massively creative other than 
eating chocolate fondant fancies. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> sort of, I've been doing like bits and bobs, but nothing massive, I'd say. Mm. I say that having just sent off a self-tape. Um, oh, well done. Thank you. I'll tell you about it off air. So have you have you had stuff sent to you then during lockdown? Um, that one one self tape to do. Mm. Uh, I did at the beginning. I did a one to one with Nikki Bly, who I have a list of comedy casting directors who I'm dying to meet, and a lot of them, a lot of the ones on my list, don't do the casting workshops. Oh really? Which what, the uh, spotlight ones? Or just no, general. well, no. As in before, before all this, before the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> B A. I have to go before B A and A A. Um, yeah, they've got there's there's a few Catherine Willis and Rosalie Clayton and Nikki Bly were my mm. list basically, yeah. and I think Nikki Bly sometimes does casting workshops, and um, it's one of those where. <laughs> I know people complain about casting workshops and you think, God, I'm just paying out loads of money all the time and nobody ever gets cast in these things. I have got cast from one of them. Nice. So, you know, and yeah, I got cast from an Emmerdale one. Well, I I went to an Emmerdale one and then I got cast in Emmerdale. Whether I got cast from that workshop, I don't know. And there was another one that I did when for an advert that I got. And when I went along to the audition, it was the woman I'd done the workshop with was like the assistant so she got me through the first rounds and and it does make a difference when you go in and you're like hi and you know somebody and you know I don't know it, it it's I think it, I think it does because it makes you feel more familiar and a bit more relaxed I think probably in an audition yeah, it, if you see someone you know who's like behind the camera and watching you it totally does and I get that people whinge about spending money we spend so much money and you don't get anything back you know it's yeah. like when people say, you know, ask me what I do, and I usually say I'm a bar wench because I get more work working in pubs and <laughs> or working on events or whatever than I do as an actor. It's like saying you're an astronaut but you've never been into space half yeah. the time. But they do make you feel like you're doing something. And, and, yes, it would be lovely if we could do them all for free, but at the same time, the casting directors need to meet people. They're freelance as well. They need to make money. Mm. I'm not against it. I just think you've just got to... There are some casting workshops I've done where I've come out and gone, they are paying for their half term in Marbella and they have not been listening to me and they've got no intention of ever giving me a job. There are other ones that I've been to where I thought, well, that was actually quite useful. I think if a part came up, they might think of me. I think if I met them again, it would have been useful to have met them. And that's all you can do with those things. Yeah. And also, like, if you are tight on money, just wait for one, wait for a casting director that you really want to speak to. Exactly. When I started, I was doing all of them. Now, when I watch TV shows, I'm looking at who's the producer, who's the director, who's the casting director. And if it's something that I like, they're on my list. Nice. If it's something that I think I would be right in, that sort of thing, they're on my list. Yeah. And then I look out for them. You know, like, you've like me being one... sex education. You mean like? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you should be, be in, in there, Danny. I'm you should be in that. It's getting in every episode. It's it's now a thing. It's a recurring yeah. theme. <laughs> Hashtag get Jenny in sex ed. Oh my god, I'm starting this today. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be. I think it'd be perfect. I dream of the day that I wake up and suddenly feel passionate, massively enthused about marketing because I would just, <laughs> it would just be so much easier. 
Yeah. You know, people say, God, I don't know how you do what you do. Oh, I'd hate people looking at me. Oh, I don't, well, I don't, weirdly, (laughs) I don't love it when people look at me sometimes. I hate watching myself. Cannot, like, there's something actually wrong with me. I can't, cannot watch the stuff back that I've done. It makes me feel sick, which probably isn't the best thing. (laughs) I could do it, I could do it with stealth tapes because I put on, like, director, casting director eyes. Right, no, if I, I like can't give do myself that. A, see if I get yeah. If if you were like, oh, watch this thing that you were in, I'd be like, I'm gonna watch something else. Yeah, mm. no, I don't like it. I I filmed something the other day, which I'm not gonna tell you exactly what it is in case someone steals my idea. Ugh. Um, but I dressed up as someone and did a workout video in the garden, Amazing. and because I dressed up as someone, it was the most unflattering outfit. And I watched it back, and I was just a wall of boob. And I was like, yeah, no one needs to see that. That's not going out into the ether forevermore. Absolutely no way. And I did get very upset. And I do believe that probably most of the boob was made of yellow Mr. Kipling. But <laughs> that's, I'm 80% yellows. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I got upset about it for a bit. And then I thought, right, well, I'll just have to refilm it in sli- something slightly more flattering from a better angle. <laughs> it's fine. You can make this work. It's fine. But going back to the conversation from a million years ago, um, the three people on my list of casting directors who I wanted to meet, Mm. I kind of respect that some of them don't do the casting workshops, weirdly, (laughs) even though I do think they're a good thing, casting workshops. Although, having said that, every time I walk into one of them, I just think, why am I doing this? Because as a rule, I hate all actors. I just think they're really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, me and Caitlin talk about this quite a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and then you meet some people, like you guys, who are just, who are my friends, who I like as people, and you happen to be an actor. People, when you meet people and you go, hi, how are you? Yeah, great. Oh, I, yeah, I had a, an audition the other day for this, and I did this, and I'm, I'm, I've been on the fringe, I'm doing it, and I'm like, I asked how you were, not for your CV. Yeah. I really don't care. Yes. I, okay, whatever. Ugh. God. Yeah. I'm like I mean, that. if I ask yeah. like, if I ask someone how they are and they reel off what they've done, I'm like, a, I'm like, okay, you just made me feel really bad about the nothingness that I've done. And b, but that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that is what they're trying to do. They're making themselves feel better and they're trying to make you feel shit. Yeah, and don't think that they're not. And those bloody people, oh, oh yeah, oh, I hate yeah. them. Mm. But um, sometimes it can be nice. I generally walk in the room and just go, oh, I hate all of you. There was one that I did and I just thought, oh, this is going to be really wanky and you're all going to do serious, really serious crying stuff because people think that they're only ever going to get apart if they cry or shout. But it was weird. It started like that and then and then somebody did something else and they, they kind of, we broke them. And then they just seemed like real people and all the pretense kind of dropped. I was like, there you go. There you are. That's just pretend shall we for an hour and see if we're any good at it just chill out and they actually were really lovely and we all went for drinks afterwards in london oh i know that i know and it was really really lovely and i got quite a lot out of that workshop i can't say who it was in case i've offended where do you where do where do you get your information for like casting workshops do you just russia what oh right And work God, how did you know I worked? Damn it, Putin! <laughs> who do you work for? Uh, <laughs> Tell me all. Uh, I, I go on the Actors Guild. Oh yeah. I think they're a good caliber. 
I've been to a few. I sign up to a few. There's a few in Manchester that I do every now and then. But uh, I think the Emmerdale one is through Inspire Actors. They do some good ones. But yeah, the Actors Guild or sometimes on the Twitter. At the beginning of the apocalypse, I did the Nikki Bly one and that was the spotlight one. And that was brilliant to talk to her. It was really lovely. And we just kind of had a chat as well, like, because she's a person as well. You know, it was like, yeah, you're not casting anything, but I've always really wanted to meet you. And when this is over, when I email you, will you actually open it? Because you might actually remember who I am. And yeah. that's, I'll take that. That's fine, you know? Yeah, I think that's where I get, I get my information from anywhere else. Maybe. Yeah. But I do, I, I look people up a lot. I watch a lot of telly. And like I say, if I see something that I like, I would be going, oh, I want to be in something like that. Who casts that? And then I'll send stuff. But I definitely only send stuff when I've got something to send. If I've never sent anything before, fine. But I don't pester them yeah. because you'll just annoy them. There's no point. Just send something when you've got something to say. Or you've... I used to get really annoyed with people, me, never, um, <laughs> who said, you need to make your own stuff. I'm like, oh, cock off. Do I? Why? Because <laughs> like, people don't want you. Here's the thing. People don't want you to be an actor and a director and a writer because they're like, oh, well, control freak. You need to bring other people in creatively. They don't want you to say, I could, I'd quite like to do some presenting. I, I could also be a researcher and a producer. I, I'm kind of interested in the whole industry because if you're not in, in, interested in the whole industry, why are you in it, really? But they don't really they want you to be focused on something and then when you get in then all of a sudden you're allowed to do whatever you want you know you can act you can present you can produce stuff you can do what it's annoying so <laughs> but when people say make your own stuff all of a sudden you then got to be a good writer and a director and you've got to learn to edit and produce and I'm going oh this is too much for my tiny mind I don't have room for it all um, and then I'm my own worst enemy. I talk myself out of it. I'm just, well, you're not funny. Don't, no, that's no good. No, don't do that. Yep. When you write something down, you're like, well, I think it's funny, but people might not because they're not me. Exactly. There's loads of stuff I've got written down. And I'm like, well, I'll laugh, but it doesn't mean anyone else will. I watch yeah. stuff on telly and I'm like, how's that got on telly? That's not even funny. And I'm just thinking that'll be my stuff. Someone somewhere will be like, well, that was shit. And, but then the thing that I did write, that I put out into the ether. It's called Ham, by the way. It's on my YouTube. You see, people found it funny, but they were friends and family. And like, if they needed a kidney, you know, so maybe <laughs> they're just lying. I don't know. But that, I only did that because I was forced to do it because I booked in to film something and I didn't have anything. Is this your showreel one? Yeah. Yes. And, and I had, I've got loads of ideas. I've got loads of half written things. And I thought that I needed somebody to help me do it because I was scared because I need wanted somebody to validate it and say that it was funny and yada yada which yeah. I think is good to work with people as well but I have found oh no maybe I can do it maybe I should just do my own stuff actually and and I have found the inner control freak inside and now I want to do everything and especially now when you can't be doing plays and stuff making your own stuff and then sending it to people at least then you've got something to send at least you're not just going it's me again hello hello I you lost my and rep. do you like the yellows <laughs> you know that kind of thing a good thing that i did <laughs> that i don't know why i mean i shouldn't be giving my tips away no me on thanks babe uh, 
Lucy. Uh, yeah, no, a good thing that I did was I worked on the Manchester Film Festival. Yes. Which ended just before the apocalypse. It's a little bit annoying because all the hard work that I did was kind of for nothing. It's fine. <gasps> but, um, uh, but the film festival, I met so many people, so many lovely people who I got into the whole idea of making short films. Because when you're feeling like, oh, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to crack into the industry or to keep being creative or whatever. And they plonked me in the coldest screen in the cinema for 10 days and I watched all of the short films and there were hundreds of them and it was absolutely brilliant because some of them I'd go oh my god that was absolutely amazing I could only dream of making something like that some of them I was like how the hell did that get in there I won't lie and I'll tell you how they did get in in there with good sound and good lighting mm. the script the acting some of it not so great but as long as the sound was good and the lighting was good it looks good it was given a chance and it's all subjective isn't it yeah and then there were ones in the middle where i was like okay i think i could probably do something like that and then it was like a masterclass in short film so i'm just writing everything down the whole time and you know i didn't get paid for doing it but it but it, i got a free pass to watch them all and then they asked me to do some q and a's and it was really scary at first and then by the end of it i'd done so many q and a's with a load of directors from all over and i learned so much it was an absolute hoot. I just loved it. And my emergency question, you can have this if you want. Okay. My emergency question was, what do you think Henry Cavill smells of? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think he smells of deep heat and determination. Ooh. But, you know, and everyone has their own opinion. Some people are haters. And I'm like, don't leave Henry alone, bless him. But um, say, when you get asked to like ask people questions, it's hard. It is hard, and I overthought it, as I do with everything, yeah. and I would find whoever was there representing the film, if there was somebody there, I would find them beforehand, tell them that I was going to ask them to come up for a very short Q&A at the end, and say, is there anything you really want to talk about? Is there anything that you're dying to talk about for, about your film that nobody else ever asks you? Or something that everybody always asks you and you really wish that they wouldn't? Yeah, And all of them, I thought they were all going to say, oh, God, yeah, really, somebody asked me about this. Or, like, a couple of them did. Most of them went, oh, God, I've got to talk about it. Oh, I don't want to. Um, I mean, I suppose you could ask, like, about where we got the inspiration from. And that was, it was so boring. Mm -hmm. But it was the only thing that I ended up asking was, you know, how did it come about? Or where did you get the inspiration? Everybody wanted to know about funding because they want to know how that person yeah. got the funding and anything that any snafus that came up during filming and then obviously you'd watch the films themselves and be and like oh, how did you train that gopher to do that well it was an absolute shit and we learned <laughs> a lot about gophers um in other news i uh i because of what kate mccabe said well i was gonna do it anyway i'm not like i don't like copying it or anything i don't want to be her um <laughs> Look, Kate McCabe. Hi, Kate McCabe. I had my first piano lesson yesterday. Look at you saying you're not I being know. creative and doing creative I'm, things. I'm going to learn. I Well, I've got a keyboard. I haven't got a piano. But um, we'll see. I tend to give up on things quite easily. I learnt the saxophone for a bit and then I sold it to travel around Australia because I wasn't <laughs> that good at it. I could play the bit from Careless Whisper and the theme tune from The Godfather. And I was like, I'm done. So, yeah. So I had my first lesson yesterday. 
and we'll see. And she's she's American, my my teacher, and uh, via Zoom this is obviously. Mm. And um, she just she was teaching me how to cross over the fingers if I'm doing if I'm going up on the scales. And she said, you need to move. She went, move that finger. No, the other. She went, no, you need to move the naughty finger. And I was like, pardon. <laughs> Basically, the middle finger, you have to switch with your thumb. And she's like, yeah, the naughty finger. And I was like, I mean, when you say it. <laughs> she said, it's the naughty finger in America. Oh, well, it's not exactly a nice one here either if you use it. <laughs> but okay. So things I've learned. I was going to tell you something else I'd done, but then I thought, oh, God, but then I'm being one of those twatty, awful actors who lists off their CV. But Oh, um... no, we love that. Hey, Jules, tell us all about your CV. Tell us everything you've ever done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm always a nurse. This is, I'm fine with that. Although we have to say, well, we that that uh, Now TV advert is golden. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. That's all right. Go on, tell us yeah, about was... it. Go on, go on. Oh. Boast about it. Do it, do it. Be one of those dickhead actors. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the biggest thing I've ever done in the sense of people watching it and money-wise. <laughs> um, hello, advert money. It was the most intense shoot, and I've not had loads of work, so it's not like, oh, it's the most intense shoot I've ever been on because, you know, I've done so much. When I worked on Emmerdale, clang! Uh, they boom, boom, boom. are for, the whole way through from start to finish every single person you meet treats you like you're a series regular and like you're the nicest person on earth oh like i can't get over how i've been a couple of times clang clang i can't get <laughs> over how nice they are they really are just glorious people all the actors every single person is so nice to you and that is not the case on everything you work on and that yeah. is what i will say uh, <laughs> i've heard a few people say be nice to people and they're right unfortunately i feel like when you get to a certain level of celebrity people when they're casting and i've heard big casting directors say that their hands are often tied by directors producers heads mm. of entertainment for whatever tv channel or production company they're working with saying yeah they're great but can we get so and so again maybe not naming names yeah you know the people who you see in everything and you go why are they in that because it's all about money kids yeah. and sex sells if you're pretty and you get a lot of views you're gonna get in things yeah. um unfortunately Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of times they need those people in. But in my long and varied career, I have also been a runner on some TV shows. I have met people who I think are like proper legends and they've been amazing. Oh, Just absolutely good. lovely. Um, Brendan Gleeson. You know, do you know him? He yeah. was uh, Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter and yeah. many other things. Legend. Aww. Nicest man. And that I'm makes like, me yeah. happy. And then you meet people from reality TV shows or, you know, lower down the list celebs. And they are not nice. And I'm like, and you are who? I really couldn't give a toss about you. Okay, that's fine. Noted. Because you do remember yeah everyone remembers everything you totally remember there are people who i've met that if i made it i'd be like oh yeah all right you mm. bloody remember 
Yeah. So you, you just never know. And and it why wouldn't you be nice to somebody? At the end of the Now TV thing, it went on for a long time. And it was quite stressful because you've got uh, Sky who own it and the production company. And there's an awful lot of people who've got opinions, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just different to anything I'd done before. That was all. Um, but yeah, it was a totally different way of doing things. And you just had to keep really quiet. There wasn't, yeah. you weren't having a laugh. There wasn't banter because you, you can't, because it's, people are working and you, you just can't. Um, but somebody said to me at the end of one of the days, how are you still smiling? And I'm like, what? I mean, yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah, we're not all having the bounce and the laughs and everything all the time. But I'm just sitting here pretending. Yeah. Like, I still remember my real life is pulling pints and I could be surrounded by a load of drunk blokes. It's not hard. You're just pretending. This is pretty cool, actually. So as bad as you think it is, Slap yourself, get a grip. People are dying, Minerva. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck's sake, Minerva. It, even on even on a day where you think, oh god, this isn't this isn't the lol that I thought it would be. It's still just pretending. You're still yeah. having a nice time, and, and like you're still you said, dead lucky to have the bloody job in the first exactly. place. And you just yeah, you remember what else you could be doing? Yeah. Last year at the film festival, I met a guy um, from Kansas who is a filmmaker, and he uh, had me do a read-through with a load of people in America uh, for an animation that they're doing. And I'm like, oh, yay, because I could actually do that voice from here. That's good. Um, And it was so much fun. It was a right laugh, and I'm dead lucky. I hope they haven't definitely cast it yet, but... It's funny because they're like, what voices do you do? And I'm going, oh, God, what voices do I do? And I realised I just kind of either made it a bit higher or a bit lower and did a different accent. <laughs> but because I'm English, they're like, oh, that's really funny. Where's that from? I go, that's West Country. <laughs> What's that? That's Geordie. I don't really understand that. No, nobody does. Okay. <laughs> My mum's Geordie, which is why I can yeah, get away with it. So that's been fun doing that here's a question have you seen there's nothing like a dane yes i have oh Oh my god it's glorious it's one of the best things i've ever seen oh it's so good it's so good yeah favorite part for me is the bit where maggie smith i know exactly what you're gonna say yeah (laughs) is talking about uh larry olivier yeah when he loses the keys to his drinks cabinet (laughs) Yes. Where are the keys to Daddy's nom noms? <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, I know. I also, I also really like the bit like near the end when um they talk about getting roles and how it must be great. How, and Maggie goes, "Well, yeah, if Jude hasn't been offered it first, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I so like, funny. Yes, the bitterness <laughs> is there, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, oh, brilliant. Oh, my friends are putting me to shame. My friends who were just they're kind of in a band in Mac because I'm in Lower East Side, Mac Hatton. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. Yeah. Macclesfield, to you guys. They're making videos all the time because they're on lockdown and they're just a really funny family and I feel like everyone should watch it and it's called The Hill Bulls and it's on YouTube. Hill Bulls. <laughs> quor- the Hill Bulls. Yeah, because it's Phil Hill and Sally Bull. There you go. Ah, nice. Uh, the Hill Bulls and their children who are hilarious. Um, you'll learn how to cook with oil. 
a lot of oil is used and I've got a hashtag going save Sally because the you watch it and you just really want to save the mum because <laughs> it just looks like a nightmare but funny but a nightmare yeah <laughs> and, and and most annoyingly I'm going oh why didn't I think of doing that but then you know I don't live with them so so is that one of your recommendations then Jules yeah, I guess on, on the YouTube, I would say watch the Hill Bulls. They also do um, Phil Hill, an F, F-I-L, Phil Hill. Um, he's in a band called the Chinese Marbles, and they've done some brilliant covers where they've got some music app where it's all of them. They all have to play it separately, and then you edit it all together, and apparently it takes absolutely ages to do. Um but they're a fantastic band anyway, and they're just absolutely hilarious. Uh, and there's some really banging tunes on there, which makes me very happy. Also, mm-hmm. podcast-wise, Candlelit Tales, Irish mythology. It is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're really, really good. So my friend Circa has to put on a erotic R for that to get the right uh, pronunciation. Circa. She still says I'm saying it wrong cow i call her bernard it's easier <laughs> <laughs> genuinely she's bernard in my phone and bernard Amazing. from black books comes up um it's my friend Sarah and her brother aaron who uh live in dublin because i used to live in dublin hence all the irish people that i know oh, how long were you in dublin for for four years i did four years in london it nearly killed me mm. and then i did four years in dublin which healed me oh look at that Look at you and your life lessons. There you go. London, it was fun. I'm glad I did it. It's not necessary. It really is. London's not necessary. I should work with the tourism board. London, do you need it? It's like the Flight of the Concords posters for New Zealand. And then I just always wanted to live in Dublin or Ireland. Ireland was just fantastic and brilliant. And I do really miss it. (sighs) Um, (laughs) And I got more work in Dublin than I ever did when I was in London. Because I was exotic because of my accent. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got quite a few things when I was over there. It was good. Met loads of people. And people are just really nice there. They're fun. So my friends, I'm pleased to say I was there the first night they ever started their Candlelit Tales journey oh. in the Stag's Head in Dublin, which was brilliant. And they've built up so much. Now they've got a band with them. It's, it's fantastic. When the apocalypse is over, if you can get over and see them, do it. Because it's a great night. Um, but in the meantime, the podcasts are fantastic. And you get to hear proper Irish accents. Because we don't really hear them on the telly. Not no. real Irish accents. No. And they're both from Cork. Although, you have to get, if you get Sirica drinking gin, then the cork comes out. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> uh, sex tape. You know. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm so proud. Thanks. So I would recommend those things because they're just... And Irish mythology is great. Have you got any other recommendations? Because you said you had three. No, well, it was probably Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't know. Um, oh, I did start watching Tom Selleck in uh, Magnum P.I. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Throwback. Retro. Retro Tash. Uh, and... That's really quite something. It hasn't aged brilliantly. You watch it and go, oh, really? Okay. But um, he's still glorious with his um, chest hair and shorts and stuff like that. Very manly. 
It was Parks and Rec and Westworld and all those things that I talked about before, I think. Oh, I've started cooking. I um, started cooking. I cooked anyway, but I've decided I'm going to be absolutely amazing at Italian food by the end of this. Mm. So I was making risotto the other night and I've ordered online because there's no flour. I ordered a massive bag of proper pizza flour, a massive bag of yeast. I got a pizza stone, but because I watch Friends so much, I can't say pizza stone. I have to say pizza stone every time. Uh, but I'm very excited about the pizza stone. Yes. yes. Will you send us a picture of your pizza from your pizza stone? I, um... I sure will. Yes. I started making, I made some with the pizza base mix the other day, which wasn't yeah. from scratch. But I'm experimenting with how much olive oil to put in the crust and whether you roll it out a little bit and then leave it to prove or whether you prove it in a ball. Because I used to work for Pizza Express, you see. Oh. So I have pizza making experience a bit, you know, because they're so authentic. Never got sick of dough balls. But I, I made a rusticella the other night for, for tea. So we'll, we'll see if that works out. Could be. I might. I mean, basically, none of the things that I do for a living, and I use that in a loose sense, are going to be available to me after this because pubs will be shut, restaurants will be shut, events yeah. won't be happening. Mm. And will anybody be filming but if i think about it for too long i just cry in a ball on the floor yeah so i try to just like look at pictures of bees with cats faces and yeah you know push through it got dark again it got right. yeah okay right. shall we continue with being dark and we'll go with jenny's uh recommendation for this week because i know what it is oh, oh okay. yes my recommendation is a book by Dr. Richard Shepherd, and it's called Unnatural Causes, and he's basically a forensic pathologist. So it's all about like it's it's sort of like autobiographical. Oh, did I say that right? Autobiographical. Autobiographical. That's yeah, thank it. you, Jules. <laughs> it's an like, autobiographical. <laughs> Jenny McIntyre available for self tapes. Uh, <laughs> available for self tapes. Anyone need a voiceover? I'm here. <laughs> and. I'm reading the blurb because, you know, that's a <laughs> clever thing to do. Apparently he's performed over 23,000 autopsies. And it's basically like his journey of having a family with kids, having to do autopsies on kids and how it affects his home life. And also um, how like cases creep up on him from time to time and like police cases get reopened. And also the horrendous racism um, with um, autopsies on people of colour. It's it's a really good read, and also you get to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good read. It's a really good read. <laughs> but yes, you get to you know you get to read about him about stabbings and how he um, takes <laughs> part of the body. You know, it's it's really good. It's it's awesome. Okay, question to Caitlin: Are you okay, hon? Do you need a safe word? <laughs> I just want to say where people get really concerned about me. I think I've always been like this. I did. Have you got a lock on your door? <laughs> no, she has not. Mm. Oh, God. My, bath my bathroom's got a lock on it. That's fine. Okay. Well, yeah, she's got running water in there. It's fine. Well, I've learned something new about you, Jenny. Oh, this, I'm a, this I'm is a really right why I started the podcast. It said that people can know that I'm still alive. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Am I supposed to give her acting advice or something? <laughs> yeah. um, it's all right. We've got from it um, Be Bitter. Uh, go to Casting Workshops if you want to. Um, if you want to, <laughs> not bothered. <laughs> do it, do it, or don't do it. Just don't do whinge it. about it. Yeah. Either way, yeah, um, yeah. Don't be a dick. Um, don't be a willy about things. Yes. Like there's no need. Yeah, yeah. 
De very definitely. Yeah. And also, don't you just hate it when people who don't know about acting or anything about it say to you, can, I, can you not just get an agent? Uh, well, I, I have got one. It's quite hard to get one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't yeah. you just change? No. Why don't you just do Corrie? Oh, that's brilliant. I was worried for Corrie. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't ever thought about that. Fantastic. I'll get on to them right away. Yeah. Oh, my God. When you're like, yes, I know. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've got a friend and she just doesn't really, like, really know anything about the industry. And I was having to explain to her like the process of getting an agent and also what they do and how you pay them. Yeah. And she was like, right, so they want to get you work then. So they're trying to get you work so they can get paid. Yes. So then how come you've not got work? <laughs> yeah, that is harsh. What's the mm. worst audition you've ever done, Johnny? Are you allowed to say this? Probably. Let me think. You don't have to say what it was for, just how it was the worst. Oh, I had one for a university, not drama school. It was like to do a drama course at a university. And it was one of those where I genuinely got in and it was like you, you are walking to a casting workshop but I, I walked into the room and I went oh I don't like any of you like yeah. any of you <laughs> and I was like I don't want to know even if I get a place I'm not coming because if, if I have to be with you I'm not doing it and they made us do like you know some weird performery shit where it was like they were like okay some of you are just gonna stay laying down for the whole five minutes not moving some of you are going to walk around them, and some of you are only going to be able to crawl. Uh, and then we, and then yeah, we switched groups and watched the other group did it. And ev literally everyone was like, "That was amazing! I've never seen anything." Oh, like that. Just, shoot me! And yeah, literally, I was like, oh, and I was literally like, I'm like ah, "No!" I was like, "I'm, I'm I'd like completely just lost it at this point." But I, you have yeah. to pretend, don't you? You have to be like. Oh yeah, it was so interesting. Oh yeah, when you like yeah. jumped over him and he couldn't do anything about it because he was laying on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant! And, like, just you know, it. it made me think, think about you know the dynamic between like you know like the power of men and women. Oh go! Oh no, shit no, off! Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just just pretend oh. to be somebody and tell a story convincingly. Yeah. That's like, your only job. Exactly. I just when you like oh lie on the floor and what does that say? It says I'm lying on the floor. Like, you know, because you've told yeah. me to lie on the floor. I've also had yeah, a drama okay. school one. There were basically two rooms painted different colours. Mm -hmm. And this, exactly the same, like pretty much the same layout. And literally, like, they just put a wall through, like, a, the middle of a massive room. And um, this girl was literally like, oh, the atmosphere. Oh, it's so different. Oh, can you feel it? And she literally turned to me, grabbed me on the shoulder, was like, can you feel it? And I was like, what, your hand? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. She was like, it's just so, like, she was like, oh, I need to go back into the room and then, like, get the difference again. Oh, it's just mind-blowing. And it's just paint. It's just paint. And it makes me feel so different. And I was like, do you know what? It's going to make you feel different. Me punching you in the face. Because... <laughs> oh, it just... And it, and it, but it, yeah. oh, it puts me off. It just makes me go, I don't want to come here. Because I, yeah. I, can't, I can't deal with this level of just people just being complete i don't know i don't know a good enough word for them but ah uh, idiot yeah. holes yes those those yes yeah definitely my worst one was one of my first ones i had a really bad one for a, a drama school 
they're just there was one guy who was there going no that like they keep asking me to come back and you know i really think this year is going to be it and they charged you you had to pay every time you auditioned and you could have a the first one and then you could get a call back and then you could still not get in and you had to pay for each one of those and he was on his sixth year and they had made so much money out of it i'm like dude they're not gonna let you in (laughs) like what are you doing man fuck them it's when like another word (laughs) yeah it's when certain schools have like five rounds and i just think is it necessary is it necessary i only did a few of them and then i went to salford fair which was cracking. Mm. I had a right laugh. Learnt loads. It was grand. Nice. I mean, oh, as Caitlin, much as well, you're going to learn. Yeah. My worst audition, though, was one of my first ever, my proper, a proper audition. Won't yeah. say what for. No. Um, and I didn't know. I think now when I go in, I'm not, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm always nervous. Of course I'm nervous, but I'm not scared of it. I do feel a little bit like, listen, you either want me or you don't. You either think I'm right or you don't. Yeah. If I really mess it up, I'm going to be annoyed with myself. I'm always thinking, am I any good at this? But, you know, if I've got in there, I'm thinking, yeah, well, I'm not scared of them, though, I think, yeah. anymore. So I would ask now, do you want me to do it? Am I focusing on you? Am I saying it to you? Am I saying it to that person? Do you want this? Do you want that? Like, I'm not afraid of asking now. Whereas back then, I was terrified and I had no idea what I was doing at all. And there were three people in the room and I had to flirt with with the person in the script and they made me focus on the wardrobe. So I had to make eyes at a wardrobe. There were three other humans in the room and I had to make eyes with the wardrobe. He never wrote, he never called. He was Ikea, little bastard. It was embarrassing I got nothing back from him. It was totally wooden. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. End of day. It was awful because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I was also, it's hard enough to do anyway, but I was so shocked and so thrown that they'd asked me to come onto a wardrobe. Yeah. And this was for quite a good production as well, might I add. Whereas now I would say, okay, yeah, I'd do it. And then I'd go, is it all right if I try actually looking at somebody? Is that okay? And I wouldn't be afraid. If they said no, I'd be like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you're lost, but fine. I'm I'm slowly (laughs) getting there. But I also, like, I need more, I just need more audition experience still. But then I think that is when the casting workshop thing comes in, I think. I've I've actually not been to any. I do need to. Really? Yeah, I've not been to any we'll talk and it's funny because they say like it's a weird it's a really weird setup i actually find casting workshops far more frightening than an audition because Mm. i genuinely believe that in the audition the casting director has asked you to come in yeah this is what they say and i think it's true they've asked you to come in sometimes when you do the casting workshops and you're like okay oh my god they're really good i do not want to follow them they nailed it i'm not as good as them and then sometimes you go um why is that person here? I'm mm. sorry, but you you do. I have to say that's less and less. It's happening less and less now. People are getting much, much better. And generally, the standard is just pretty good. But they never say anything negative in the class. And you probably would be crushed. I get it. But at the same time, it's hard then when they say, oh, that was great. I'm thinking, was it? Because you've said that about everyone. And I know for a fact that that one wasn't great. So <laughs> I don't know if I believe you now. Anyway. Oh, yeah. 
in the actual audition, they've got you in because they've trolled through your face, looked True. at your CV and all that crap. And somehow you've managed to get in the room and they're basically saying to the producer, director, whoever, this, these are the people who I think you should take. So they want you to be brilliant because if you're not, you're showing them up for choosing you. And the director wants to find somebody. They want to cast it. So they want you to get it. They want you to be good at it. They're kind of willing you and they'll help you. And I feel like they are kind of on your side in a way. Whereas at casting workshops, in a weird sense, we're all in it together. Nobody wants anybody to be bad because your heart sinks for them when, when they really screw it up or they make a show of themselves on this. But at the same time, we're all, we are both all really, we're kind of all supportive, but also we're all sort of pitted against each other. And there's no getting away from that, I'm afraid. I will go up after somebody if I think they've done a bit of shit. <laughs> I will. Sorry. Yeah. But, but I also, my heart does go out to them. Don't get me wrong. I never, ever, ever feel like, ha, you were crap. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Because I really, uh, no, I don't feel like that. But you cannot help but watch somebody and go, oh, no, I'd have done it a bit differently. Oh, really? Oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Sometimes you go, oh, fuck, I wouldn't have done it like that. That was brilliant. Yeah. But you can't help. And I'm very, very acutely aware that everyone in that room is judging everything I'm doing. Yeah. As to whether they would do it or not. So because it's, you're doing the same as well. Exactly. It's not, if I'm it, thinking this, everyone else is thinking this. It's exactly. So they're like, oh, everybody, it's a safe place. Everybody wants you to do well. And some days you feel like, I'm just going to do it first. I'm going to get it over with. And other days, yeah, you're waiting right until the end. The good thing about going first is that nobody's really listening to you because everyone's trying to remember their own lines. Yes, very true. Very, uh, very And true. I'd say until about halfway through, that's, that's definitely the case. Yeah. But then when you leave it till halfway and you go... Should I wait to the end now so they're more memorable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. And, the, and the, the god-awful truth is that most casting directors are like, I'm not working on anything at the moment, which is why I'm doing these and going home now. You have to sort of develop this really thick skin, which I don't really have, and I certainly didn't used to have. I've got a much thicker skin now than I used to. Mm. And you have to be nice to each other and you have to be kind and there's no point in not being, but you sort of, uh, it's a really weird combination of being nice to people, but you've also got to push a bit. I definitely feel like I'm more of a bitch than I used to be. <laughs> I'm definitely more bitter than I used to be. <laughs> oh God, I'm so much more bitter now. Yeah. So much more. It just, I just wish that people would actually tell you the truth about it. Yeah. That the majority of people don't make a living from it. Even people who get work in things yeah. don't make a living from it. My friend, when I, when I lived in London, I had a friend who was with United Artists. And I think mm. they did a poll or something. And 80% of the people who worked for them at that time didn't make a living solely from acting. Mm. And they were with them. And that's depressing. It is, and it? the reality is that most people need another job anyway, or it doesn't last forever. And I, I feel like it's not that you, oh, I really want to do acting. I've always fancied doing acting. If you're just going to, like, have a play with it, fine. Absolutely fine. Of course, you should do what you want to do. But for me, I've given up so much <laughs> opportunities, <laughs> nice things, because you can't have a normal job with it. You can't have a good job. I've got a master's in English. My parents absolutely despair of me. I'm always on a minimum wage job. That, and they're never that flexible anyway. There's no such thing as a flexible job. Yep. But you, you have to give up a load of stuff. You have to need to do acting, I think, rather than want to do it. Because I know that if I stopped doing it, I would be absolutely miserable. 
and until that balance flips and that's what I'm waiting for. I hope, I genuinely hope it, the day will come because I'd rather not need to do it because it's horrible. <laughs> when you do it and, you, and it's going well, it's, it's great, but you know, and it's not that easy. And it's not like, I have a friend who's a scientist and she says, I don't know how you do it because she has worked really hard and she read all the things she needed to write and then she'd write an essay and then she'd do publish a paper and blah, blah, blah. And she's got a PhD and she's like, I know I need to do this to get to this next stage. And if I put in the work, I'll get there. And it's really simple. But you can put in loads of work and you can be brilliant and never get anything. You still have to really work at it. You still have to be good at it. I would say all you can do is, is I think, be a kind person, be nice, don't be a dick and yeah. make your own stuff and know that, yeah, all right, there's always somebody better than you. There's always someone worse than you. But you're unique. You are you. And hopefully somebody's going to go, oh, that's what we want, I think. Just takes that. Just takes the right person meeting them at the right time. Well, it does. But then I've met loads of people and thought, brilliant. Oh my god, that was so and so, and they like me, or they've done this for me, or whatever. And thought, oh, well, and then it's come to nothing. Mm. <laughs> and you just. But then I met the guy at the film festival last year, and he was absolutely lovely, and we were mates. And I never expected to ever be in anything. And watch out for Balthazar and Snurt coming out soon <laughs> the animation i don't know when it's coming out you know so you just you never know basically you yeah. it's i think it's throw enough shit at it and something will stick i have just realized caitlin we've not done your recommendation that's all right you guys are having fun yeah so let's cut back to this is what this is where you can do the fun cut and be like so caitlin what is your recommendation this week let's be real that's not gonna happen my recommendation can stay right here fair my recommendation is something that Jenny and I have just finished watching. It is a new series on Netflix called Hollywood. Ooh, that's on my list. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're recommending it, so. Yeah. <laughs> nah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the most important thing to know is it has Pat Lepone in it being phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jenny and I both enjoy watching things with Pat Lepone in them. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, exactly. exactly. Excellent. Jenny, do you want to ask your favourite question? Oh, I do. Are you ready, Jules? Yeah. Tell me, what are you wearing? <laughs> I think that's the creepiest I've said it so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, blazer, shirt, tie, uh, no pants, no knickers. I've put nice. a towel down. I'm not an animal. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tied on my sex tape. <laughs> um... Oh yeah, that's that's I'm that, that's the answer I'm going to leave you with. Okay, excellent. Uh, please don't change it. That's great. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not even the most disturbing one answer we've had, which is a little bit worrying. <laughs> yeah, that is worrying. I don't want to know. Are you guys? Are you guys like going out to the supermarchets and that? Yes, we are. Yeah. How it's, is it over there? It's um, it's quieting down a lot. Like with the first couple of weeks, it was like taking about you know like anywhere between 20 minutes to half an hour to queue to get in yeah but now it's in and out quite quickly you see i prefer it when there's a longer queue because it means that there's less people inside which i do find slightly easier and because it's the only time i get to go out i take my headphones and i've started dancing in the queue <laughs> i'm like it's nice weather i get to be out and i'm going oh look there's people who i don't know this is nice so i'm pretending like i'm in a club but everyone's just really far away from me which is unusual because i have to go twice a week now because i'm because i'm such a great person i'm shopping for three elderly households yeah and let me tell you what they want bananas and milk that's all these people have 
I mean, that's not too far from my uh, shopping list. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, can you just get me five twenty-nine pint bottles of milk, please? No, I'm on a ration. Oh, I had a question. I heard the other day that you were having day wine and night wine, but what do you call gin? Is that breakfast or <laughs> desperation? Desperation. <laughs> But we don't have that much gin in the house, which is very disappointing for us. Yeah, we don't have much there gin. There is gin. Don't I went, just too I went a bit there mad on the house. old gin when, when I first started with the Zooms and the G-hangs, as I like to call them. <laughs> hey, you want a G-hang? Lowercase G, capital H, lowercase ang. That's how, you, that's how the kids say G-hang. <laughs> and now I'm my moderately proficient... <laughs> in in all of them and and i had quite a lot of i think i had five in a row of drunken g-hangs which i was fine with it was at the beginning and then i just thought i really need to cut down on the gin and the yellows as <laughs> and i just need to rein it in a bit have you done many g-hangs and zoom zoomy zooms jane does a zoom zoom don't you john and yeah the no i do a google duo oh what's that it's just another app, oh. and it's free for up to eight people. Like if you have, if you got more than eight people, you have to pay for it. But um, that's quite a good app because you can get it on any device. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just with some friends, and I've done a Zoom with my family. The first time was horrific because um, every, I think we think everyone was using it at the same time, so then it was really delayed coming through my parents' TV. So me and my brother sounded uh, really drunkenly robotic was the best way to describe it <laughs> what she means is her and her brother were drunk and they're trying to pretend they weren't yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it is it's difficult isn't it with some people kind of get it i've found the optimum number is three people on a video call mm. any more than that and you just you, you do tend to talk over people and it's not like when you're in a room and then you just learn to shut up it's yeah it yeah disrupts the flow somewhat <laughs> which is why gin helps. Hmm. <laughs> Mother's ruin. <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> yeah. So um, what are you doing for the rest of the day, girls? Sifting through this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Starting the editing process. Uh, well, my, I do a quiz every day with my Cinderella company from Panto, so I'll be doing that a bit later. It's very yeah, competitive. Cool. Gen- Jenny uh, has witnessed me getting really angry about if I don't win. I've got to get the old uh, spandex on and get out in the park for a run. Yeah. yeah. We, are, we, need, we need to go to the shop, actually, today. Maybe. We do, but... I mean, I'm just going to go to the co-op. Well, I'm going to go do my run and then reward myself with a lemon curd tart, what I made yesterday. Oh, you dirty mm. bitch. I know. My own pastry as well. None of your shop-bought shit. Look at that. Look at you. Well, nice. No, don't call me Nigelie for nothing, you know. No, let's just, let's leave this bit in about Bongiorno, but not tell the listeners where it came from. Yes. And if they know me and they want to contact me, I will tell them the story. Yes. But me and Caitlin will never, ever speak of it apart from you. Oh, thanks so much though, Jules. It's been an honour. Thank you. I've had a right laugh. I don't think I've imparted anywhere near as much knowledge as the others, and it's probably been bitter and awful. But they don't deserve it. The listeners don't deserve your knowledge. No, they don't. Quite right. Yes. Pay me. Be a consultant. I basically go. Do you really want to do this? Is there anything else you want to do? Have you thought about teaching? (laughs) How do you feel about events organising? Just do anything other. Wedding planning. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Can you imagine? Awful.
Oh, excellent. Oh. I will contact you. We shall chat about casting workshops then as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And I won't pay you for that consultation, but you know. No, fine. that's fine. That's might fine. buy you a coffee when we go to a, a casting workshop. That's about it. Lovely. Yeah, we'll just take a flask. <laughs> yeah. Um. Bye, Joe. <laughs> Bye, Bye Joe. Bye. <laughs> Good luck editing things. I love you. <laughs> What a wonderful episode, Jenny. I know. I mean, <laughs> oh, there is so much that the listeners will never hear, and I'm both thankful and sorry for them. It it was an experience, let me tell you. It was. I uh, I think I think we pretty much laughed for. I mean, we got three hours worth of um, well, nearly just about three hours worth of recording, and I think we just laughed the whole time, pretty much. It was an easy edit, like. I was just cutting out vast swathes of us laughing. Yeah, I mean, it was helpful because every time we went to say something that we didn't want to be in the podcast, we would say, we're cutting this bit out, but... So then, you know, at least it was helpful to Caitlin for when she was editing. It is very helpful when I actually know what's going on. Unlike last week, when I was like, what? I know, that was fun. That's that's what happens when you're ill and leave me in charge. (laughs) I know, I will attempt not to be ill again while we recording this in my defense you did send me back to bed i did i did but i mean that was for your own good and also i have to say i didn't do too horrendous of a job there wasn't that much last week that needed cutting out there really wasn't and it was fun listening to becca talk i haven't spoken to becca in i i honestly couldn't tell you no also couldn't tell the last time i spoke to jules because i haven't seen her in so long no oh there's so many people we have to meet up with after this it's, I, I say meet up, it's literally going to be like, let's sit somewhere in a park, probably on a bench, because we have no money for coffee or beer gardens. Exactly, but that is the joy of this podcast, chatting to all our friends who we haven't spoken to or seen in a long time. I know, it's been a while now, hasn't it? When was it? March 23rd was lockdown. What date is it today? It's currently the 9th of May as we're recording this. That's, you know, that's a month and a half. Quite a long time to not be with anyone else. <laughs> but you're still alive, Jenny. I haven't stabbed you yet, so that's exciting. And that is exciting. I must say, actually, I will give a shout out to Leah Grayscaith, who rung me yesterday and told me to come to the window so we could wave at each other as she was across the road uh, going on her daily walk, which was very nice and highlight of my week, probably. And we will be getting you on the show at some point soon, Leah. We we've got a list. Okay, you on there. <laughs> we, we promise. I don't think we've done it yet in this episode, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, Jen Caldwell, this is your invitation to the show. So if you're listening, please come on the show. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at Hunch Collective. See what I did there? And on Facebook, Jenny? And on Facebook is the Collective Hunch Podcast. Don't forget to catch us next week and remember to review us and like us on all social media platforms and we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Caitlin. Goodbye, Caitlin. I'm so proud and upset that you did that. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>